Get in touch with the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Visit fbcmich.org. Welcome back, everyone. Food for Thought here. Dr. Phil Knight, Jerry Brisson, and on the line with us today is Markel Miller. Markel is the Director of Community Food Programs at Food Gatherers located in Ann Arbor and one of the seven food banks that help us serve all 83 counties within the Food Bank Council of Michigan Network. Markel, welcome to Food for Thought. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's great to have you here. And, uh, you know, we have interacted and done some things together, particularly on the advocacy side of things and how you have worked with us at the Food Bank Council. But, you know, and that is absolutely important. And I know that that's part of your responsibilities. But the director of community food programs has got to keep you running pretty fast over there. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So, well, let's just talk about some of the programs that you guys have going, because when I visited food gatherers for the first time several years ago, I was uh, impressed and I remarked since that time to to lots of people in conversation that you guys seem to be doing innovative uh, programming and yet you're doing so many of the traditional things that many food banks do and it seems like you guys are doing it all under one roof. So tell us a little bit about the, your programming. Sure. Well, we're really fortunate because we got a one-county service area, and we're really connected to our community that we're able to do um, so many different programs and different services. So as you mentioned, we are the food bank serving Washtenaw County, and we provide uh, 6.5 million pounds of food to the community every year, and that's that traditional food pantry grocery distribution model that many people are familiar with. We also operate a community kitchen at the shelter in downtown Ann Arbor, providing hot meals and job training. We provide the summer food service program at nearly 30 sites, making sure kids have access to a meal in the summer when school's out. And then in the last couple of years, we've been really fortunate to secure funding to pilot and launch a few programs that really help remove some of those final barriers to healthy eating. We've since our food security plan in 2009, have really made a concerted effort to increase the amount of fresh produce that we're distributing through our network and have helped connect agencies to refrigerators and more frequent deliveries and and that, so that way the uh, neighbors going to food pantries have access to those fresh fruits and vegetables. And we know people really are excited to see that and want to eat that, and so we're trying to figure out what else can we do to support that. And so we've launched a couple of health initiatives in the last couple of years to really provide some support to agencies that are really wanting to do more to help um, remove some of those barriers to healthy eating. Wow, that's exciting. So um, I think that I read some pl- somewhere in my preparation for today's show that you're working with some 150 different, different partner programs or agencies across the county. That's correct, and that's going to include everyone that we have a partnership with. So the traditional large freestanding food pantry Mm -hmm. is going to include soup kitchens, maybe some residential programs, after-school programs, summer food sites, public agencies, schools, libraries. So anyone that has a partnership with us um, to help feed the community, that's included in that. So they they all look unique and different. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. So do you feel like then with that many partners uh, across the county that do you feel like that you're you're really reaching or the people who need your services need our services you feel like they really have a better opportunity for access 
Well, we, we hope so, but we do, you know, are constantly trying to learn about our community and are there groups of people, populations, people with specific challenges or circumstances that aren't getting connected to services. So that's why we're always trying to look at outreach, what partners and agencies are we connecting to, and how can we better increase our visibility. I think, you know, we've we've built up a pretty visible safety net here in Washtenaw County, but we always know there's more we can do. It's still remarkable when we get a phone call from someone who heard about us, and then we handle that referral and make sure they get connected to a program like the Healthy School pantry program at their kid's school or a nearby pantry, and they're always just, you know, sometimes amazed that, that this was happening and they didn't know about it. So there's always more work we can be done. I think our strategy is that we really try to connect with people wherever they're at. And so sometimes that's through um, maybe a, a, a clinic or a school, the summer food service program, community outreach events. So we're, we're really trying to do more to make sure we can connect to people that, um, that need help. And I know you were one of the first counties in Michigan to actually put together a food security task force. Right? I mean, it was a long time ago where, where um, you know, Washtenaw County said, we ought to have a bunch of people get together. Now, I don't know if that's what you call it. Um, well, yeah, so that, that, was, that was back, um, oh, uh, you know, nearly t- 10 years ago. Um, so that was before I was at the food bank. Um, but definitely get, we were engaged and looking at food security at the community level from many different facets. So what could we at Food Gatherers, the food bank, be doing? What can the housing services be doing? And this was part of looking at establishing a kitchen at the shelter that was growing. So looking at food security from a multiple different levels. How can we grow summer food to make sure kids are getting fed in the summer? So it's, it's, it's really a, an issue that we can't tackle on our own, and so it's really important for us to engage with all of those different players here in the county. She's and I think speaking from, you know, a uh, uh, food bank that's, that has a little bit more territory and a little bit more poverty, <laughs> one of the things sure. we appreciate about um, food gatherers is that because of your size and proximity to everybody, you really have been able to pave the way for some of these conversations, and I think teach us all a little bit about engagement at the level that you've done it. And I can't remember, is your county officially food secure? I mean, do you, have you met the meal gap? No, we haven't. Reaching? Yeah, we're still reaching for that. Yeah, we are. You know, but even in a resourced county like Washtenaw, um, there's still there's still a meal gap that we're working towards eliminating. So, all right, so, so it, you two food bankers, yeah, you, you you two food bankers, there. Slow down just a minute, because the rest of us out here in Radio Land might not quite get what the meal gap is. So help us understand that because it's it's a study, right? You want to go? Yeah, first? it's <laughs> it's a measure, right? Okay. It's a measure um, that. Feeding America, the National Food Bank, puts together for every county in the United States. And they work with some pretty smart people from several universities to take public information on employment and, and the poverty rate and, you know, use of, of government services and free and reduced uh, breakfast and lunch in school and a bunch of other factors. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they put all those factors together and then look at the population of every county and say, Based on what we know, there's probably this many food insecure people in your county. Then you can look at how many people you serve and how much you serve them to say, are we reaching everybody that needs to be served and are we giving them enough? And so you look at those two things combined and that creates your gap. 
Okay. What's left that's not being done? And so I think that's a pretty broad but at least understandable explanation of what that measure is. And all of us food banks use that to try to say, how much more help do we need in order to close that gap? Excellent. Markel, what would you add to Jerry's explanation? Well, I think it's, you know, what Jerry was saying, it's important to remember that it's not just what the food banks are going to be doing. We, and food food banks are very nimble and really are a great kind of emergency and gap filler in a community. But food banks alone aren't going to be able to address that meal gap. And so that's why so many of us are engaging in advocacy or kind of innovative partnerships with, with other anchor institutions. Because the food banks alone through fundraising are just are not going to be able to meet that gap. There's, it's, a, it's a larger issue than, than any one organization can solve. That sounds exactly like you've been listening to our show. <laughs> <laughs> Thus the blueprint, indeed. <laughs> Thus the blueprint, plus the need to, uh, you know, understanding that we can't scale charity to meet the second half of this need Absolutely. consistently. You just can't raise that much charitable dollars consistently in order to, uh, you know, have the resources necessary to meet the need. And so now you're right. And so that leads us to conversations that we're having with, as you describe other anchor institutions. And I know that healthcare is uh, a topic at this show quite often. And uh, Jerry and his team are uh, have engaged in a pilot with uh, Henry Ford Health Systems. We've had Susan Hawkins, the vice president for population health, senior vice president of population health from Henry Ford Health System here on the show. And I know, Markel, that Food Gatherers has had conversations with some of the hospitals and uh, St. Joe in particular in, uh, in y'all's service area as well. Exactly, yeah. This summer we actually were piloting with a couple of primary care clinics a uh, basic needs screening tool. So they were screening patients for a variety of basic needs, and one of them, of course, being access to food, and then connecting those patients to a really robust network of food pantries um, where we know they can get access to really quality uh, groceries. And so that, that program went, went really well, and I know that the, both uh, Michigan Medicine and IAJ St. Joe's are looking to continue and expand that program. And it's all about really increasing that outreach but also reinforcing this importance that access to healthy food is critical for for health care, you know, not just managing disease, but prevention. Uh, and many of our healthcare partners recognize that. And so it's about removing these barriers and connecting people to that, that healthy food access. Just hold that thought, folks. Uh, just hold that thought. Jerry, Markel, we're going to be right back in just a moment. <music> 